have the answers that the world doesn't know. And they're searching for those answers. We have it. We have Christ in us, the hope of glory. Isn't that wonderful to expect glory in the middle? Hallelujah. So we're going to sow today. We're going to sow even though the world is screaming famine. We scream abundance because we're looking to our father. Our father is a father that is faithful to his word. Hallelujah. Isn't that the truth? Hallelujah. Let's go to second Corinthians chapter eight, verse nine. And I want to read it from three different translations. I'm going to try to be quick, not to take Kubi's time so that he can share with us. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse nine. And this is what it says. For we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for our sakes, he became poor, that through his poverty, we might become rich. Do you hear that? It's talking about the grace of Jesus. And you say, well, really? When did Jesus become poor? Let's read Galatians 3.13. For Christ became a curse. It said, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Do you know that if you go to Deuteronomy 28, part of the curse was poverty. Jesus, the son of God, who came as a man anointed by the Holy Ghost, who was the only one who could fulfill the law. Did you know that he walked in the blessing of Abraham? That means he was prosperous. Jesus wasn't poor. Jesus was not poor. And people say, well, Jesus, you know, he was born in a manger. Yeah, because all the hotels were full. The only doggone thing open was a manger. Could you believe that? And our precious Savior was born in a manger. But not because of poverty. God saw what was going to happen, so he prophesied it through Isaiah. But he wasn't poor. He kept the word. He walked in the blessing of God. He was not poor. So let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 8, that same scripture. Wait, if my phone will obey me right now, that would work. And uh, I wanted to read it in the um, in the Amplified Translation. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah, Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. For we're becoming progressively acquainted with recognizing more strongly and clearly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. His gracious generosity. Do you hear those words? His undeserved favor and spiritual blessing. And that though he was very rich... See, don't say that Miss Minister Deborah stood behind the pulpit and said a lie. I am saying the truth. Look, the Bible says it right here. That though he was very rich, yet for our sakes, he became so very poor in order that his poverty would do what for us? Enrich us. Did you hear that, church? Life of Christ. Are you listening? Are you listening to what the word is telling us? And now let's read it from the, the, um, the passion translation. 
You know, I like that translation. For you have experienced the extravagant grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that although he was infinitely rich, he impoverished himself. That's a big word for a Puerto Rican girl. Impoverished. <laughs> Lori laughs because she loves to just stick her little on me because I'm the Puerto Rican. For our sake, what did he become? Poor. To make us rich beyond measure. And maybe you have thoughts and you say, but, oh, but Minister Debbie, I've been given. I just haven't seen the, you know, the result of my giving. You know what I would, I would tell you? Don't give up. The Bible says, don't give up. In good time, what you are sowing, you're going to reap. And you know what? If you're not seeing the results, this is what I'm learning to do. Father, if somebody's missing it, it's not you. Because your word is true. Show me what I'm not seeing. Show me where I'm not connecting with the truth of your word so that I can see the results that your word promised. And I want to commend each and every one of you. We are blessed to have a generous church. This is a generous church. We are a generous people. With the amount that we are, God has profusely blessed us in this congregation. The fact that our pastors have a launch fund, that to me is amazing. It's an amazing thing what God is doing in our congregation. So when I, I share this morning, I want us, don't give out of a poverty mentality. Let's give because we're rich. Because the Bible, I just read the scriptures. Let the word and the power of the Holy Spirit convince you that you are rich. Don't give out of a mentality of lack. Give because you're blessed. Give because you have abundance. Because that's what God's word says. When we give this morning, give from a place of victory. Just like when somebody's going to minister healing to you. We're not ministering healing to you from a place of sickness. We're ministering from a place of healing and wholeness because of Jesus. So when we give, don't give from a place of lack. Because Jesus took that on the cross. We are blessed. Give from that place of blessing this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We are a blessed people. So we have different ways. If, if Jordan can put that up, we have different ways that you can give. Isn't that wonderful, all this technology? Uh, you know, sometimes I don't understand half of it, but I'm so thankful for the people that do because they help me. I have a genius for a husband. I said, honey, please, the, this doggone laptop ain't working. He's a genius right there. I said, honey, please come and fix this. <laughs> so, but thank God. These are the ways you can give. The cash app, text to give, or if you're old school like moi, I'm old school. Put your money in the envelope. Put your, I like what Joe one day, brother Joe called me putting, you know, my tithe in. He said, that's Jesus money. Put Jesus money in your envelope. Amen. Hallelujah. And remember the launch fund. I like what Pastor Pastor Joe was telling us yesterday when we were here clearing up and cleaning and setting everything up. There are times that we are going to have to give sacrificially. 
This launch fund maybe might be stretching our faith, but I like what Pastor Joe and even Hubie, when they're up here sharing about giving, that the Lord is stretching our faith to trust him. He loves us. God doesn't need our money. He wants us to connect to the principles of the kingdom of God so we can see what he's already provided and that blessing will come on us. The world needs to see a prosperous church, my brothers and sisters. The world needs to see a prosperous church because when they see a prosperous church, they're going to see that we have a father that takes care of his children. We have a good father. We have a faithful father. If he gave us his son, how much more will he not pay your mortgage, pay your bills, so that we can be the church that can pay somebody's mortgage? And pay somebody's groceries. And help up a single mother with children. That's the kind of church that we are. That's what we want to do. And in order to do that, we need to continue to sow in faith. So in that launch fund, the Holy Spirit is talking to me. I don't know if he's talking to y'all. But I know he's talking to me and he's stretching me. And Hubie and I are talking about that. So I encourage you, listen to the Holy Ghost. If you don't have... The seed to sow it, because we are sowers. We don't throw our seed. We sow it, like our pastors say. Listen, and he will He will tell you. He said, I'll give you seed. You want to give to that launch fund? You want to see my plan and purpose? I will give you the seed. He will do it. So I encourage you, continue to sow. You are a blessing to this church, and we thank God for each and every one of you. And we're going to get ready to give. Amen? Amen. Yeah, anybody needs envelopes? We have awesome ushers. They are sharp, quick, and alert, like our pastors always say. (laughs) Sharp, quick, and alert. (laughs) We know what we're doing, right? We got the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Quick, sharp, and alert. Amen. So we can go around and just make your way to the front. Hallelujah, and you give your offering. Wow, what a word. Hallelujah. Ooh, that stirred me up. Glory. That guy might be out of a job. Hallelujah. That <laughs> was good. Jordan, if you don't mind putting up the graph for me, I just want to give you a quick little update, and I want to hand the mic over to uh, Reverend Hoovy. Hallelujah. That's the graph. I just want to give you an update of what has come in. Glory to God. The Lord has been moving this along, and, and I believe we'll have this paid for. We have 30% paid for. Hallelujah. 30%. Glory to God. Woo-hoo-hoo. Hallelujah. $4,510 have come in. Hallelujah. Glory to God. $10,490 remaining. We'll get this paid for, I believe. And listen, this is the first thing, the first project, if you want to call it that, that we're doing as a church. 
you know, when we were a satellite, we never had to do this. You know, we were, we were tied into the light. And so now that we're our own church, this is the first one. There's something significant about this. So I want you to hear and I want you to uh, be obedient to what the Lord would have you to do. But I believe that there is uh, uh, something sacrificial that the Lord would have you to do. Because this is the first one that we're doing. Something significant about this first, first uh, fun that we're doing as a church. I'm not twisting your arm. You give, you want to give. Don't give if you don't want to give. We're trusting the Lord. But there's something significant here for you guys, for us as a church, to sow into as being the first fun that we're get, we're doing together it's like a statement fund like you know we're here and we're in this we are in this and we're going somewhere no we're not going somewhere we're launching come on we are launching hallelujah so this is this is something i believe that that god um is wanting us to be a part of and he gave me the idea for the launch fund. i didn't come up with this this was straight up from the holy ghost hallelujah so i believe that he'll help us and we're believing him for it and uh, Mr. Dev, you don't mind coming back up here and praying for this. I just wanted to share the graph because uh, I want to show you what's coming in. It's encouraging. A lot of you have been giving and have been generous. My goodness. And, and, and you know, a lot of you have done that sacrificial giving that I'm talking about. I know you have. And the God will bless you. We pray for you. And man, just it encourages me as the pastor to see the people responding to the things of God. Because I know this is from the Holy Ghost. I know it. And so bless you guys. Really bless your generosity. You guys are tremendous givers. And like uh, 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 Minister Debbie said, that God, God, man, he is faithful to his word. He'll come through. He'll come through. If you haven't seen your harvest, I guarantee there's a harvest on, on the way. I guarantee the word works. I believe the word. How many of you believe the word? Come on. The word works. If you don't get weary in well-doing, if you don't get weary knowing what you're doing, what you're supposed to do in due season, you what? Maybe shall reap. No, you shall reap. Right? Come on. Hallelujah. If you don't mind praying over the, the offering. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for how good you are, Father. We thank you for delivering us from the curse of poverty and from lack. And Father, we thank you for your blessing upon what is what was brought this morning, Father. We believe that our anointed high priest, the Lord Jesus, receives that. And he worships the Father like only he knows how with our tithes and our offerings. May it be a sweet-smelling fragrance before you, Father. And we thank you for meeting the needs of your people, Father. I speak the blessing of God over every single person. I speak that debts are canceled in the name of Jesus, that every bill is paid every need is met far above what they could even think or ask or desire father i believe that those that are believing for their mortgages to be paid off that their mortgages are paid off those that are believing for homes father they will have homes hallelujah and every need being met father because of your glorious grace and we thank you for it father in jesus name amen Amen. Give a round of applause. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. This isn't something you, 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 you have to do, something you get to do. That's what sowing is. We get to give to the kingdom of God. Praise God. My, my, my. The Lord is faithful and he is good. I'm stirred up. What a service. Hallelujah. Phenomenal worship, the word, the encouragement, the, the offering, and it's only going to get better. Come on. We're, we have a, a Reverend Hoovy with us, and he's going to be ministering uh, this morning. I believe that he has a word for us this morning. And so uh, please come on up here, uh, Reverend Give him a round of applause. He comes up here. 
If you're looking for a 90-minute service in and out, this ain't the place. This is not, which is not how we're built. You know, we're not looking at having long services just for having them. We believe that there is a supply from heaven that we're getting every Sunday morning, and it's purposeful. So take your time. Don't worry about the clock. You do whatever you need to do to get out, whatever the Lord has placed on the inside of you. So uh, I believe we're going to have a wonderful time this morning. How many believe that? Come on. So be pulling on the anointing. Be pulling on it. The Bible says, don't cast your pearls before the swine. That means... Uh, he, what he says, utterance, is greatly dependent on the hearer. What comes out of him depends on how much we're pulling. Come on. Keith Moore says he's been to churches where he's felt to get something out, but he just couldn't. Somebody would say, well, why don't you just say it? He can't. He can't. They're, they're not ready. The people aren't pulling on it. We are ready. Come on. We are a church that is ready, and so we're going to be pulling on it. Make yourself at home, sir. Bless you. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Amen. Jesus is Lord. That's right. Awesome. Okay, before I do anything, I would like to make a small correction here. I know my, 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 when my wife was here up front, she said something about her, her genius husband. I like to say, I heard um, pa, uh, Pastor Mark Hankins said one time, he said, he, that the Holy Spirit, he is the genius. He's a genius. So, I, I have the Holy Spirit in me, so whatever I, you know, he shows me whatever it's because of him. So we give him the, uh, the, the acknowledgement, recognize him. Amen. He, he's our helper. He will send us to help us or anything, right? All we need to do is just line up with him and boom, he will make things happen. Hallelujah. Amen. And, uh, uh Pastor Joe, I think next time when you ask me to do the, the offering, I'm just going to pass it on to my wife. She did such a great job. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And, and, and also what you, what she said, what you said, Pastor, we already at a point, I mean, look, we can make an altar call right now. The word has been coming forth already through, through worship. Uh, uh, Pastor Sarah gave us such a great encouragement word. My, my wife hit it right on, you know, I know she's repeating some of the scriptures I'm going to be using today, but, but, you know, it's, it's just awesome. The Holy Spirit is right here. He is moving already. And all we need to do is just line up with Him. He's speaking to us. He's saying things to us right here, right now. We are being fed the Word of God. Amen. Because you know what? The Word of God is what brings change about in our lives. Amen. And that's what I want to talk to you today. I want to talk to you, uh, um, well, I want to emphasize on the Word of God. Amen? Listen, before we do anything, let me, let me pray. That way, you know, we do things the right way. Father, I come to you and I humble myself. Father, you said that if we humble ourselves, we acknowledge on all of our ways, you will lead our path. So you have given the Holy Spirit to us. We are filled with the power of God. We're filled with the Spirit. I acknowledge you now, Holy Spirit. You lead uh, me. Show me what to, how to speak your word, how to pass on your word unto your people, Father, in the name of Jesus. And I declare that every hearer here uh, has eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand the word that will be coming out forth. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, we all we all know the ones that were have been coming here that our pastors have been uh, uh, teaching uh, for an extensive time already how to overcome, right? Amen. Right. So I would like to continue on with that. And of course, you know the Lord is is so good uh, that He uh, 
brings the same word, but maybe whoever he's using in a in a little different way, right? And, and that's good because we all we all need that. So I, I'm going to um, be talking about that, how to overcome. And of course, right off the bat, I like to say that we can only overcome with the word of God, right? Knowing what the word of God says, Amen. And uh, so, so one of the scriptures or the principal scripture that has been used. Uh, um, on this, on this uh, teaching on how to overcome is Revelation twelve eleven. If we can put that up, uh, please. Thanks, Jordan. You know, Jordan's pretty quiet over there, but he's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. He's right on top of things. We appreciate that. Amen. So here we go. Um, Revelation twelve eleven says, and they overcame, or they have defeated him. By the blood of the Lamb and by their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. A little bit of a different translation, but that's okay. You know, they, if you read before that, they, they're talking about brethren, the brethren, us, the believers. And according to that scripture says, they overcame. This is a book on the Revelation, but it is also for us. We overcome. We have over, actually, we have overcome by the blood of the Lamb. It's just a matter now we need to know and to find out what is it that the blood has done for us. And especially our, our, our pastor, Sarah, she has really breaking it down and, and explaining in a way, you know, that, uh, uh, um, that we can uh, see what is it that is done for us. The blood of Jesus was, was shed, first of all, to forgive us for all of our sins, cleanse us, you know, make us, made us white in the snow. You know, that's what the word of God. And then it's a protection to us. You know, we even go, you go back, uh, 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 back in the Old Testament, and when the first, um, by instructions of the Lord to Moses, how the blood was applied on the doorposts of their homes, it's a covering. It was a protection. And, and the word of God says that, that as, the, as the enemy came in, he could not go in there. Because the blood of a lamb, the blood of a lamb, not the blood of Jesus, the blood of a lamb was applied on the doorpost. But you know what? What it represented is what it represented. It's not so much the animal that was sacrificed, what the animal was, was representing. It was representing that one day at the appointed time, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, was going to come and was going to be sacrificed once and for all. We know those truths. Amen? And so, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Amen? Okay. Uh, another scripture. First John 5. Can we put that up? First John 5, verses 4 and 5. Same thing. For every child of God defeats the, the evil world. The word defeats in another translation overcomes. And we achieve this victory through our faith. And who, a question, who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Do we all believe here that Jesus is the Son of God? Amen. Amen? Born of a virgin. Son of not just any man, not just a prophet. Son of God, right? So if we believe, and we do believe, that Jesus is the Son of God, then we can overcome. Amen? Amen. Right? That's all That's all it takes to, you know, not much of a qualification, just to believe. Of course, we believe with our heart, and I'm going to get to that later on. It's believing with the heart. Now, it's not a mental believing, you know, it's not with our minds. Because our minds go up and down. One day you believe one thing, and the next day you can believe something else. We believe with the heart. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Another scripture, John sixteen thirty three. These are these are the words of Jesus. <clears throat> he says, "I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me." 
Here on earth you would have many trials and sorrows. But take heart because I have overcome the world. That's it. That's it. Jesus had overcome the world. Whatever it is that we will be facing, that will, that will come against us, we have the victory because Jesus overcame the world for us. He did it for us. He did not need to do it for him. He did it for us. Amen? Amen. So, as I said, I, I just gave you those scriptures right there so it points out, you know, how is it that we can overcome. We are more than conquerors. That, that is not the point. We're not trying to overcome to gain something, uh, to, to try to get God to do something for us. It's what he already has done. But it takes us knowing what the Word of God says and apply it to it so that we can overcome whatever specific area, whatever situation. We need to be specific in whatever. It's, it's not enough to say, oh, I know the Word of God. I know what the Bible says. But if we don't know what speci- whatever specific things, and I'm going to be mentioning some specific things here so that we don't, it's not enough just to say, well, I read the Bible. You know, I went to church and I heard the preacher preach. It's, do we know what the Word of God says concerning whatever situation, and then we apply it so we can get the results that the Word of God says. It belongs to us already. Amen? Amen. All right. So, um, for, uh, I have a lot of scriptures. Uh, hopefully, uh, we can go through all of them. If not, we'll see what the Lord does here. First uh, Timothy six twelve. Please put that up too. <clears throat> now, it says, Fight the good fight. For the true faith, hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. So, another translation says, fight the good fight of faith. Amen? Alright, so, I am saying, we overcome by first finding out what the Word of God says. We go to the Word of God and we find out what the Word of God says concerning situations. I'm going to be mentioning to you about healing. Very come, you know, we hear, and I, listen, I'm not, for the most part, I'm not going to be saying something to do that you never heard before. We all heard this before. We all have. But you know what? It's worth, re- the word of God is worth repeating. And our pastor Joe says this a lot. We don't get things the first time. You know, we need to keep hearing here. As a matter of fact, can anybody here call me what Romans 10, 17 says? Anyone? No pressure. No pressure. Okay. So Romans 10, 17 says, so faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God, right? So we, and someone said that the, the, the meaning behind is, is actually says, keep on and keep on hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing repetitiously. And it is true. Even in the natural. I mean, how many awesome, uh, sermons we heard from this pulpit preached to us? I don't remember everything. You know, only certain things that come up. But if I will, if I will go to the recording and I hear it again and again and again and again, I will become more and more and more familiar with it, right? I will just know better everything that is being said, right? So that's, you know, we, the faith comes to us. Faith is already in us as a form of a seed. We know that, right? But now we grow in faith or we mature in faith. We grow strong in faith by hearing the Word of God, hear, uh, reading the Word of God and hearing the Word of God. And then not only that. Uh, I know um, uh, Pastor Sarah was uh, was teaching this past uh, uh, Tuesday. Tuesday, right? Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that I, I heard her say, she said, you know, 
concerning, you know, hearing the word of God, going to, to you know, to church, and we hear the word of God preach, or we read the word of God, it's a good thing, but it isn't enough. We need to meditate on the word of God, Med- ponder upon it. You know what I mean? Because the more we, that's how revelation comes to us. Because in the word of God, we see that there is logos, you know, the Bible, right, to the book, the book, page by page. But then there's rhema, meaning that word that you're looking upon, and you're reading, you're reading, and you're reading, all of a sudden, light can come to you. It becomes rhema. It comes revelation to you. Now you know what the word of God says, is saying about whatever that situation that it may be. Amen? Amen. So, okay, so we're talking about fighting the good fight of faith. Now, of course, we all know this. It's not like, it's not a physical fight, you know. You don't get into a fight with the devil, you know, physically throwing punches or whatever. Or, or, or a mental fight. It's not a mental fight either, you know. This is a, 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 um, a, a spiritual fight. And so how do we fight that fight? How do we go about fighting that? Okay, so we speak it and we say it and we, you know, but so if we want to be practical, how do we go about that? Um, let me give you another scripture. Second uh, Corinthians ten four. Um, among the teaching that um, our pastors have been given, the blood of Jesus has been mentioned more than anything else. It has been exalted, you know, as such as today. You know, Pastor Sarah was done such a great. I mean, since the beginning of the service, uh, the, the 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 praises, uh, worship songs were about the blood of Jesus, exalting the blood of Jesus. Awesome thing. Okay, so it's uh, this scripture says. So we use God's mighty weapons. Not worldly weapons to knock down the strongholds of human reasonings and to destroy false arguments. So, according to the scripture right here, we have mighty weapons. God's mighty weapons. So, just the blood of Jesus. That's a mighty weapon. What other weapons do we have? We have the name of Jesus, right? The name that is above every name, right? I mean, we know Peter and John went to the temple, right? To pray, and there was a man right there begging. And what did what did they say to him? Said, "Silver and gold we don't have, but what we have, we give to you." What did he give them? It said, "In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk." The name of Jesus. There's power in the name. Of, we have that. We have the name of Jesus. Amen. So we have the blood of Jesus. We have the name of Jesus. We have faith, right? Faith has been planted into us. Any, anything else? Anyone else that we can say? We have the Word of God. That's right. We have the Word of God. The sword of the Spirit. Huh? That's, because that's how we use the Word as, as a sword. But not, not a physical sword. A spiritual sword. The Word of God. You know what I mean? We apply the Word of God. That's what we do. Amen? But now, as I was saying earlier, it is important to know what the Word of God says about a specific situation, okay? For example, healing, right? Let me, let me just start with the basics. And we hear this, I mean, uh, sometime back, uh, we had, well, for years our pastors, Pastor Marlene and Henry, have been having or taught healing school, and we learn a lot of these things right here. But you know what? It's worth to re- repeat this. A lot of the times, um, not here in this church, not here, none of us, okay? None of us. But have you ever heard a prayer, for example, like this, healing for someone? You know, and you, and, and, and you, something like this. It says, oh, God, this lady, oh, look what she's going through. 
Oh, it is so terrible what she's suffering from. And he's such a good soul. She loves you with all her heart. Look at all the things that she's done for, you know, she feeds the poor and, and, and the hungry and, 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 and it is so awful to, to see what she's going through. You, please God, come down from heaven and, you know, and, and touch her and all of, you know, as if to say that her, all her good deeds can give her what already Jesus provided and made available for her. You know what? Healing, healing is not a reward. Yeah, we get rewards, you know. And yeah, we're either on this present life or when we go to heaven. Yeah, according to our good deeds, the Bible teaches about that, good works, you know. But healing, we don't get it by presenting our good deeds before God. Uh-uh. It's not a reward. Healing is a right thing that belongs to us because of the great sacrifice that the Lord Jesus did at the cross for us. Amen. He redeemed us from pain, from sickness, and from disease. Amen? That's what the Word of God says. Look. Galatians 3.13. Very familiar scripture. Anybody knows what Galatians 3.13 says? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but if you know it, it's good you say it. Galatians 3.13, right here. But Christ has rescued us or redeemed us. I like the I like the word, uh, I like to use the word redeem because that's what I'm going with. But Christ, but, excuse me, but Christ has redeemed us from the curse of pr- pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing, for it is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. Amen? Now, what do we find the curse? What is, what is this curse that is, is talking about right there? Have you guys ever read Deuteronomy chapter 28? That's another teaching I remember Pastor, Pastor Marlene brought to us. Have you ever? Any, raise your hand. Any, any of you? Anyone? Right? It, it speaks of the blessing and then it speaks of the curse. Right? And the curse is mentioned right there. I can, we can read a little bit of it. Uh, Deuteronomy 28. Where do I have that now? Well, I think it's verse 16 to 19. It's up there already. Okay, good. So, your towns and your fields will be cursed. Your fruit baskets and bread, and bread, breadboards will be cursed. Your children and your crops will be cursed. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be cursed. Sure. Whenever you go and whatever you do, you will be cursed. Ouch. That is a good thing to be redeemed from, right? That's, that's a lot of curse right there. That's, I mean, nothing good you can do really with that. Whatever you go, whatever you try to do, that's a curse. But you know, back in the Old Testament, if you go right back to the beginning of the chapter, it says, if, oh, no, not the beginning. The, the beginning of the chapter says, if you obey the Lord and you do his commands, all of that, the blessing will follow, right? Then, uh, Pastor Mariam emphasized this too, that then not even halfway, before halfway, because the curse is a list is a lot longer than the blessings, right? And this, but if you don't do according to what the Lord tells you, you don't obey, you know, you know, stuff like that, then curse are you gonna feel in the field, curse are you this, all of that like that. But you know what? Galatians three thirteen. What does it say? Christ has redeemed us from the curse because he himself became the a curse. 
he became a curse for us. So we are the blessed. Now we're not the curse anymore. Amen? Even when you don't obey God, even when you don't disobey, even when you disobey, even when you don't follow his commandments. That's one of the things that pastor was just over here, pastor said, talking about, you know. Even when we're still not cursed. You know why? Because one became cursed for us. And that was our Lord Jesus Christ. That's good news. That's the gospel right there. Because the gospel is the good news. Amen? Right? That's a good thing. It encouraged me to go now. Because you know what? Maybe after I leave here, I'm going to screw up. I'm going to do say something, you know, or do something not right and all of that. It is a good thing to know still I am the blessed of the Lord and not cursed because the curse was taken. upon. The, it was placed upon Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ for my sake. Amen? Wow. That is... Ephesians 1 7. But Christ has rescued. Oh, sorry, I was too quick. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. Amen. Not quite the way I was I was reading it on that. But but anyways. It's fine, it's fine. I'll I, I stay with that. But the point is, we're talking about, if I'm right. Okay, in Him we have, that's different. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. Okay? So, we have been redeemed. We have redemption through Him. We have been redeemed from sickness, from disease, and from pain. Amen? I heard someone said, or I read a little bit of it, uh, of the back uh, in the, the original or literal translation of the word redeem in Greek, it said, actually, it's bringing us back to our original position, the way God originally intended it to be. You know what I mean? Not just that we were just like put off or back from, you know, uh, Pull back away from the curse and all of that. But imagine this world, imagine this world when first was created by God and Adam and Eve were placed on this earth and there was no curse at all. No curse at all. That's what redeem means. Jesus came and redeemed and put us right back to that original place. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. We have been redeemed. We have been redeemed. Hallelujah. Jesus. Colossians 1, 13, 14. And him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his <laughs> grace. <laughs> Amen. So anyways, and reemphasizing that we have been redeemed. The Lord Jesus Christ redeemed us. Amen. So he has redeemed us from all, from everything uh, from everything that is uh, uh, in the curse mentioned in the curse. But anyways, I would like to emphasize again on the um, sick, uh, 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 yeah sickness, disease, and pain. Uh, Isaiah fifty three four and five. These are familiar scriptures. I'm going to go through. We know them. We heard them before. But listen, 
It is good to have those scriptures before us. Again, again, if you go, you either you, 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 you go on through something physically in your body. We come back to what the word, no, the word of God says, the word of God says this, and then you speak what the word of God says. You don't just, oh God, you are just, you're so good, and I know that I'm healed. Oh yeah, that is awesome to know that. But what, ta- what gives you the assurance, the affirm, this assurance that you are healed, or that actually you are healed? Hmm? The word of God. So we, there to declare and say the word of God. Um, Isaiah 4, uh, 53, 4, surely, words like that. I mean, you don't just, not want to just talk just like that. I mean, the word of God is so specific, huh? Surely, he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet, we see him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But that was not the case. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised. For our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. You know, Isaiah is a prophet back in the Old Testament, and uh, uh, as prophets, you know, the Lord will show uh, things to them and stuff like that. And, and I believe that this man, of course, without a doubt, God showed him the future, what was to, you know, what was, what was to happen. And, and he wrote according to whether he knew what he was writing or not. Obeying the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit was showing. And now we know what it was. Now we know. So this is a, this is a prophecy of what was to happen, right? Now, let's, uh, let's go to, um, Matthew. Matthew 8, 7, 16 and 17. <clears throat> this is, uh, uh, speaking of Jesus. That evening, many demon possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out the, the evil spirits with a simple command and he healed all the sick. How? Did he do that? This fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah who said, He took our sickness and removed our sicknesses. Listen, I, sometimes I mention this and I have mentioned it to my wife. She says, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, there's, this is like an insight right here that I have seen. How is it that Jesus had not died on the cross and rose from the dead yet, you know, yet, yet he was operating he was walking in that truth and the reality as if he had done it already. Because the scripture says, says so that it will fulfill what was written by the prophet Isaiah. He took our sickness and removed our sickness from us. But he had not done it yet. Not literally, you know what I mean? But it is so good because God and his son, who are, God is a God of faith. The word of God says that the Lamb of God was, um, what's the word I'm thinking? Slain. Thank you. Thank you. My wife really helps me with that. Was slain before the foundation of the world. Have you ever thought about that? You know what that is telling me in simple words like that? God had already a plan designed for a screw up that Adam and Eve were going to do. Already. In other words, God is like a pastor to say sometimes. God was not caught in like, oh, I didn't know they were going to do What am I going to do now? I had to come out with something. No, before the foundation of the world, God already has established uh, uh, already a plan of redemption through his son. Amen. And so Jesus walked in that truth. He did not wait to, uh, to see, look, well, I had to first go to the cross, die, and re- you know, be raised from the dead. And then so that this could be truth. No, he walked in that truth because to him it was like it was done. You know, like it was done. Amen. And then, of course, then we go to First uh, Peter two twenty four. This is what Peter says: He personally carried our sins 
and his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is righteous, what is right. By his wounds, and the, and the King James says, you were healed. Very important. Very important. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because Peter, this is years later. All right. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Do you know why Peter is saying you were healed? You know why he was saying that? Because it already had been done. He was talking about already, but already had happened. This man was not prophesying, was not speaking of something that was to happen. This man is testifying. It's writing down, put it on, 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 you know, on words, what already had been done. So if it's already had been done, then it is done. Okay? He took my sickness, my diseases, and my pain. This pain that I feel in my shoulder, he took it for me. He took it for me. I had to stand, I had to come, I had to, I had to come at this or whatever in my body from that stand, from that stand. You know what I mean? Have you guys ever heard our, our, our pastor sometimes say, you know, when we stand on the word of God, we stand from the side of victory, not trying to gain victory, but because we already have the victory, you know? I heard uh, something similar like that from Andrew Womack. Andrew Womack was saying that um, there was a, a minister that he knew, or, yeah, I don't know if he knew him personally or not, but anyways, uh, who um, um, uh, established a, a, a school, you know, um, gave him, uh, put, put him in the position to be the, the head of the school, something like that. I might not be telling it quite right, but listen to the point I'm, I want to make off of this. Um, so, but of course, this man had to hear the truth of the world. You know, he had been a minister for probably a long time, but he started hearing this, this truth that Andrew Wong was speaking. You know what I mean? Such thing as, you already got it, right? You already have it. I mean, teaching the pastors right here, bro, sometime back, remember? We watched, you already have it. It's already yours. You already have it. You don't have to try to get it. Okay, amen. So a better way to pray, right? A better or uh, teachings like that. And so this man said, he said, "Wow!" After hearing all of this, I found out that all this time before I had been preaching from the wrong side of the cross. You know what I mean? Before the cross, that's what he meant. Before the cross, but no, we are living right now after what happened has happened. After the cross. Amen. We have been redeemed. Okay? We have been redeemed. What, what, are we facing anything? We're struggling with anything? We have bad habits that we, you know, circulate in our lives. So it's just, what do you say? Uh, vicious cycles, you know, stuff like that. That we're like, oh, we have been redeemed. You have been redeemed. I have been redeemed from that. We have been redeemed. Okay, so now we go to the Word of God. What does the Word of God say concerning specifically that area? And we speak and we take a stand on that and we say, no. The Word of God says this. It doesn't matter. I don't care what my my ways or my way of thinking or what I'm going through was being manifested in my body. No, the Word of God says if it's healing, by his wounds I was already healed. He took my pain. So we stand on that. And you know what? You will have to, Pastor Charles declares and says, 
The word of God is, God does not lie. If the word of God says it, then it is, it is true. And if it is true, you will have the results. You have to have the results. God is not a liar. So if you keep on standing on the word, never give up, never give up, never give up. Okay? It's not about how many times will you say it or should you declare it or whatever. No, don't give up and you will have the results. Amen? I heard just a prince that was testifying of a, a, um, a family had a, a boy that he had some uh, healthy issues, very, you know, not uncurable situations and stuff like that. And heard him talk about taking Holy Communion. And so they took it upon their heart and they, you know, they, 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 uh, they, they started doing that. And they, so they did it day one. They did it by faith. Day two, day three, and days come by and kept on taking. One day, somewhere around day 15 or whatever like that, as, as he was taken like that, all of a sudden, you know, he was supernaturally healed. Whatever was wrong with him was gone like that and was supernaturally healed, right? So the point that he was making then, he was saying, listen, you may think like, do I have to take communion 15 times for me to receive that healing? No, that's not the point. But the point is this. What if that family would have taken communion 14 times and after the 14th time would have said, you know what? This is not working. I'm getting tired of this. I don't know what that man is talking about, but it isn't working. Guess what? Boy, no, never, would have never gotten healed. Never. So it's not the times, how many times do I pray? I mean, no, it's we keep believing. What is it the pastor Joe says? If we don't, we win if we don't quit. Right? Right? That's what the word of God says. So, we're not quitters, right? We don't quit. What do we do? We go to the word of God and find out what the word of God says, or whatever, whatever situation in our lives like that, and then we apply it. And we take a stand on the word of God says, you, Father, you said in your word, and your word is true, and I'm not going to believe Whatever I feel in my body, whatever I'm going through, whatever my children, my family are going through, I'm standing on the Word of God, and we will have the results. Amen? We have the results that the Word of God tells us that we have. Um, we have been redeemed from poverty and lack. That's, uh, oh, sorry, I did, I did mention that. Um, excuse me. I'm preaching up here. And like I said, it's word that we, we have heard before. It's nothing new, you know. But for everything, for everything that we, we, we are going through, whatever that we are facing, okay, we need to go to the Word of God. You know, if we don't know what the Word of God says about, about a situation, then we cannot have the results of the word of God. Yes, I have been redeemed. You have been redeemed. There, there's no doubt on that. That is the truth right there. But if I don't know what the word of God says about whatever situation, I cannot have the results of it. How can I? You know, how can I? Hmm? How can I? For, 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 for example, uh, uh, we have been redeemed from poverty, I, I was saying, stuff, you know, and how uh, uh, the word of God says that, 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 uh, that Jesus took the curse for us, you know. Then, the, excuse me, the, excuse me. The scripture that my wife was talking about on Second um, Corinthians chapter eight, verse nine, and she read it in different different translations. It speaks of how is it that although it says the Lord Jesus, although, but you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that although he was rich, very rich, right, yet for our sake he became poor. 
Or you can say it like this. He became a curse. Right? Because that's, we read on, 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 on uh, Galatians 3.13. He became a curse for us. So that, to, so that through him becoming poor, taking our place, we take our place, his place, and we become rich. Amen? So that's it. Of course, now we operate on the principles of the God of God that teaches, right? We, we abundantly, and in it again and again and again, we go through the scripture right here. The, 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 the spiritual law that has been, uh, uh, since Genesis, you know, has been, has, has been, uh, uh, applied. And which is sowing and reaping. I cannot, as a farmer, I cannot expect to reap a great harvest, you know, if I don't sow anything. That's craziness, right? It's just foolishness, you know. So, of course, we operate on those principles. But we don't give so we can cause God to give to us as to make it happen now. He already did it through Jesus Christ. He already did it. But we operate on those principles and we make that to, to work, to start working for us. Amen? It says the blessing of the Lord. Another scripture, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he has no sorrow to it. Uh, you know what it tells me? It gives him great pleasure to bless us. You know? Great pleasure to bless us. Hallelujah. Amen. I just want to mention just a couple more things. I have more here to say, but I'm, I think I'm bringing the, 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 a clear point across uh, how important it is to know, find out for ourselves. See, right here from this pulpit, our pastors always endeavor to give us the Word of God. What does the Word of God say, right? And then it's up to us to then take it, meditate on it, so we can get understanding, we get revelation from it, and then we go and we apply it on whatever situation that we, we may be confronting or facing, you know, or going through. Amen? That's the principle of that that I want to pass on to you. Maybe, maybe you, you, uh, maybe you need wisdom for a situation. You know, you're, you're facing a situation, a decision needs to be made, you don't know what to do in some situation. You know what? I heard someone say, never say, never find yourself saying, I don't know what to do. Ah, I'm lost here, I don't know what to do. Instead, you can say, you know what? The wisdom of God, and I'm going to give you the scripture so that I know, uh, you know what I'm saying. James 3, 17. Uh, I may be skipping some faster, but if you can find James I think that's the one I want. Um, I might have screwed up on that. James 3.17, yeah. That's what I had there. Um, let's go with another scripture instead. Can we go to 1 Corinthians 1.30? I had a lot of scriptures. and Maybe I screwed up on that one. <clears throat> okay. But of him who 
But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption. If you find yourself in a situation that you need wisdom or whatever, you come to scriptures like this. Jesus Christ has been made unto me wisdom. Wisdom. Instead of saying, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what to do, you know. Because it's like, that's what we're going to have. I, I, we're not going to know what to do. You don't want to find yourself like, um, you know, how to make a decision and yet you don't know what to do. But, you know, you said, no, well, I have the wisdom of God in me. Jesus Christ was, was made unto me wisdom. I say that I know what to do in whatever situation that I face. Whatever, whatever decision that I need, I need to make, I will know what to do. Amen? That's much better. You say wisdom, growth, in broad and full in, of, of intelligence, use of the knowledge of every device, matter, anything. Amen. For anything, for anything. And you know, yep, yep. We, I mean, there's no limitation to the knowledge of God, you know, as we acknowledge Him. But that's how we do. That's, you know, it, 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 we, we are resisting God, wisdom flowing through us if we go around saying, I don't know what to do. I don't know in this situation, it's so difficult, it's so hard, you know, I just don't know what to do. I'm not going to bring any results, it's going to keep on happening with exactly what we are saying. And why do we want that? Amen? So, you know, but anyways, listen, with strength, you know, I, I, for me personally, you know, I, I, um, um, I had to rely on the strength of the Lord because my body sometimes tells me different, you know? And so, what do I do? What, what do I do? I can say, oh, I feel so weak. I don't think I can do that. I don't think I can do that. Or I can say, I am strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Hmm? That's what the Word of God says. And it's not based on, well, well if, you, if you line up with that, if you feel like it, then you can say, no, I can say it so that my body line up with that. Right? I am strong in the Lord and the power is mighty. It is His power working in me. It's not my own power. He strengthens me. Amen? So with the, you know, with situations like that. Alright? So, what about our children? Uh, what, what, sometimes we believe in for our children. We, don't like, we, we see what they are doing. We see what they're going through. Uh, decisions that are made, that they are making. I mean, <laughs> speaking of myself, because we have grown children, but you know, it, it applies on any, uh, any, any, any age. What do we do? We go to the Word of God. We have to declare what the Word of God says and not to, not to, uh, 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 instead finding ourselves speaking out what we are seeing and what we are hearing that our children are, are doing that is opposite to what God has for them. Amen? I'm going to give you a scripture, and then we're going to we're going to stop right there. I believe I have so many right here. I like to pick the right one. Well, right, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Does anyone know what Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says? For these are the plans that I have for you, right? So we can speak. God has good plans for our children. God has good plans for you. You know, plans to prosper you, to give you hope and a future. Instead of saying, my son, he's a knucklehead and he's going through this and he never listens, you know, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Do, do you get the point of what I'm talking about? We come back to the Word of God. Even sometimes we, we, we're going to pray for our children or we're for someone and we just don't know what to, what to pray for, you know? It's like we get caught off guard. 
We need to know what the Word of God says so that when we are praying, okay, we bring in the Word of God, we apply the Word of God, because only the Word of God is going to bring results in that, that situation. Amen. That's what I am trying to say to you this morning. Yes, we are more than conquerors. We can do all things. The blood of Jesus was shed for us. All of that, that is the truth and all of that. But if we are ignorant of the word of God, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy in our lives if we don't know the truth. Amen? Does that help us this morning? Huh? That's what I had in my heart. I really thought, you know, and believe me, I am speaking to myself. I am speaking to myself because um, there are areas right there. And normally that's how it happens. When the Lord shows you something, it's because... <laughs> You need to hear it, you know, stuff like that. And then you can pass it on to others. So um, I really um, hope that you got something from this. Um, <clears throat> make emphasis on the Word of God, okay? Go to the Scriptures. Find the Scriptures. Meditate on them. Ask the Holy Spirit. That's another thing I, you know, I didn't get into. But you know what? The Holy Spirit was sent to be our helper, to be our guide, you know, the Word of God says that the Holy Spirit will bring the Word of God to your remembrance. Huh? If you deposit it in here and it's deposited in here when you need it, He will bring it, you know, He will help you bring it out to your remembrance. Right? Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Now. If you are here this day, this morning, okay, and you don't know the Lord Jesus, you heard of this good word, and this is awesome, you know, God is so good, and and, and uh, uh, God has uh, uh, so many good things for us, but if you don't know him, then you cannot have those things, but he has made those things available to you, you know, God wants to come into your life, amen, so you may say, well, how do I do that? Well, it really is simple, yet powerful. All you have to do is believe. You know, there's an account in the Word of God, in the Bible, in the book of um, Acts, of two men, Paul and Silas, that were put in prison for preaching the Word of God. And the Bible says that at midnight, when they were there in prison, they were, they were praying and praising God. And then right in the middle of that, the Word of God says there was a great... Earthquake shook the, the, the prison and all the chains, the shackles that were holding them in prison fell, up, fell off their hands. They were set free. All of them, not just them, every prisoner there. And there was a guard that was guarding the prison. He was told to guard the prison and not to let anyone escape. If anyone would escape, he would pay with his life. And so at the time that this happened, the guy fell asleep and he woke up and saw all these prisoners, the prison doors were open, and he thought everybody had escaped and ran out. And he was about to take his life when Paul saw him and told him, do yourself no harm. Don't hurt yourself. We are all here. We didn't go anywhere. And the Word of God says that this man came to them and fell on their feet and asked the greatest question that you can ask. He said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? You know what the answer was? What they, they said to him? They said, 
believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. You can do that this morning. You can do that. That's, that's what it takes. Believe. But you believe in your heart. Not with your mind. This is a matter of the heart. Well, with the heart a man believes. Romans 10, 9 and 10. I would like to read this to you. I want to read it. I can quote it, but I want to read it so you know I'm giving you the word of God. It says, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If you are hearing this message, and the Holy Spirit is prompting you in your heart. And you know that you are not saved. And you want to come to the Lord. Jesus. All you have to do is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Make a confession. Before all men. That you do believe that. Would you like to do that this morning? Why don't we do that? Why don't we all stand up. And make this confession. It's a good thing to confess the Lord Jesus Christ every day of our lives. Amen? So let's say this. Repeat after me. Said Jesus, I come to you. And I believe in my heart. And now I confess with my mouth that you are the Son of God. And that he raised you from the dead. Today, I make you the Savior and the Lord of my life. Thank you for receiving me as your son. I believe that I am now saved. Amen. Amen. That's what it takes. If you did that, then you are born again. You have come out of the kingdom of darkness and been translated to the kingdom of light. You are now born again. All the old things have passed away. You are a new creature now in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, we will tell you, listen, find a good church. This is a great church. You can come to us here. You can come to us here. We tell you one thing. You will have the word of God given to you constantly, all the time, telling you, who you are now in Christ Jesus, all that he did for you, all that he provided for you, bring victory to your life. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Pastor Joe. Amen. Well, give uh, Reverend Hoovy a round of applause. Hallelujah. Wow. Debbie and Hoovy and Debbie did a phenomenal job. What a, what a one-two punch. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That was powerful. I mean, you know, I, I'm usually the one ministering, but it's nice to sit down and receive the word in my in the church that I attend. It's so rich. Wow. And I believe that the, the best is yet to come as far as their ministry goes, that they will they will have a greater part in what's going on around here as far as ministering to the saints. 
and because they have a supply, a supply that that is needed for this body. And so I'm excited. I really am for you, Hoovy and Debbie, uh, for what God is doing in your life and what you're, he's going to be doing through your life in this church. I really believe that you guys have a crucial part of what is happening here at Life in Christ. Hallelujah. I just want to give you a quick reminder. Um, the picnic is going to be Sunday, September 27th. Make sure you write that down and wherever you write stuff down. <laughs> in your calendar, your, uh, your agenda, whatever you do. At Buck Miller Park, Pavilion Number Three, it's the place you could take a picture of it. That's a great idea, ain't it? That's a great idea. Um, oh, yeah, it's on there. Picnic time, Sunday, September twenty-seven, ten till three. I want you to invite somebody. Don't show up without inviting someone. Invite somebody. Okay, it's going to be a good time. We're going to have food, good time, fellowship. From here, the gospel will go all around the world, and you guys will be a part of that. What a blessing! Hallelujah! So, if you would stand to your feet, receive this blessing. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands. And Father, I pronounce a blessing on the people of God. I thank you, Lord. I thank you that we've been redeemed from the curse. That we are blessed going out, blessed coming in. Hallelujah. I I declare wholeness and soundness over your life. I declare you are led of the spirit and the voice of a stranger you shall not follow. You are the head and never the tail. You are above and never beneath. You shall lack no good or beneficial thing. The Lord is your shepherd and you shall never want, never lo- never want for ability, never want for opportunity, and you shall never lack for money. You are well supplied, well supplied. I pray a spirit of wisdom and revelation over your life as you, as you study this week, as you read your Bible. I declare revelation will flow, flow like it's never flown. Hallelujah. You shall see like you've never seen. Have the best week you've ever had in Jesus' name. You're now dismissed.